0: Hello, this is Kent. And this is Adam. And you are listening to the Be the Bright Side podcast.
1: Yeah, this is where we're sharing uplifting and inspiring experiences from ourselves and others to help you be the bright side in life. Tonight, I've got the honor, actually, of interviewing my co-host, Kent Barney. Now, I want to tell you, We we introduced ourselves on the first episode. We gave you like the mini short, tiny version of us a little bit. And we felt like it's a great idea to get to know us a little bit more. And what I want to say with this is when I thought of Be the Bright Side, I wanted a co-host. Really, I just wanted someone to support me in what I was doing. And so what I did was I said, who is an example of the bright side to me? Who's like that person that is the poster child for Be the Bright Side, the the stuff that I'm thinking right now. And it was it was Kent Barney. It was, who else would I want to, to talk to or get their insight on this? Who would be a good example for me to say, hey, I have this weird idea. What do you think of it? And it was definitely Kent. And so I called him up. We sat down and I'm like, hey, I'm interested in this podcast thing. And you know, can't write it off the bat. He's asking me questions about it. By the end of our lunch that we had together, Kent says, okay, so when are we doing this? And that is just one piece of Kent's life and what he has done for me as an example of supporting amazing information in a world of garbage, right? Finding the good and spreading the good. And Kent, I'm so grateful that you're my co-host and I'm glad to have you here tonight, man.
0: Man, you have no idea. When you invited me to that lunch, I was so thrilled. One, you talk about podcasting, I was interested anyway, but when you told me the mission and everything, I'm like, I'm in, I'm sold. Like, you don't even have to say any of the rest. And then we enjoyed talking for the rest of the time at lunch. And so, and seriously, thank you so much. I, I, you know, when you're in the position where people admire any quality you have. And then they tell you that and you're like, wait, I have that attribute at all? Like I had no idea that <laughs> people observed that in me, especially when you're trying to work on it, right? And yeah. so I appreciate that. I appreciate that introduction. You're you're very generous. I don't know well, if any of that was once, what you said. <laughs> <laughs> well, a wise person
1: once told me that the the people you aspire to, the qualities you aspire to are things that you already are reflecting. And... Um, because you care about them and you focus on them and you want to be better in them. And so other people will see those in you. And I, I just thought that was a really interesting concept. But you definitely embody those qualities to me. And so having you here now to interview a little bit, I'm excited because I want to get more of your take on this piece, right? Of, you know, what things that you feel like you can help others or what areas you are focusing on that maybe can help you be a better bright side. And so we were talking about this And um, you had said one of the things that's been on your mind is choices. So maybe starting off, want to just tell me about your thoughts on that, maybe an experience of, of why that's on your mind.
0: Yeah. Well, I don't know. There's so many different things that have happened in my life that come down to really just my own personal choices that that's, I've, I've seen that time and time. And again, um, the different, the people that make a difference in their lives and, and really want to make a change, it really just comes down to the choice. Now, obviously there's so many variables with desire, education, experience, things like that. But, um, Ultimately, those things won't matter unless a choice is made and an action is taken. So I think that's kind of – even when we were talking about this podcast, it's like, okay, the only way this is going to happen, it can't be a concept. We've got to we got to make the obvious choice of, of taking an action. And so I, I don't know. In my life – so personal experience. Ready? Story time with Kent. <laughs> I'm ready. I wish, I'm so ready. I wish, uh, there should be like a button that we can just like story time and have like a, a wind chime <laughs> or something. So just yeah. – Imagine wind chimes, and now. So for me, I, I, I'm not saying I don't. I'm, I'm not anywhere unique compared to most people. I'm just, I'm the average guy. That's like everybody else. So I hope that this is. You don't have to feel like you have to be in some strange or unusual circumstance or have a life changing event, which often refine us, but growing up, I mean, I grew up in the situation. Um, I did, we didn't have a lot of money and I know a lot of people are in si- similar situations, but growing up, we didn't have a lot of money. I found in, in a lot of my family relations, uh, um, distant, not always immediate, but the, like, for example, my, my father, I love him and he struggled with alcoholism and, uh, it was awesome. He shared this experience about when, When he decided, and he struggled with a lot of different things due to alcoholism, but there's one day he saw my little brother come in the kitchen and I don't even know if my little brother said anything, but he's like a baby boy, right? Young kid. He walked in and my dad, I think was about to start drinking that evening and was like, you know what? I need to be different. I got to stop for him right? And he stopped drinking alcohol. That was a great example of a choice to me. Now, of course, I was too young. I didn't know what that was going on, but I've noticed. Yeah, it's super impressive. And obviously there's more to the story than he shares um, with me at that point. But uh, I guess my point is, is that in my family, alcohol, um, drugs, uh, cycles of divorce and all sorts of just, abuse issues and marriage issues and, you know, like teen pregnancies and things like that, just struggles. You know what I mean? We we lived in a situation and, and again, I, I don't say this to diminish any of my family because I love them to death, but I started to recognize as I grew older, I feel like the one quality I was given, if I don't have any quality at all, is that I was at least observant enough to stop and look and say, but I don't, I don't know if I want that. I don't know if I want to go that direction. You know, if that action turns into that lifestyle, right? Um, I, there's times where I remember going to family members' houses and watching crime. Like we'd walk out and I remember walking out in the carport and into this neighborhood that was rough and, and watching a guy rob from a lady and run down the street. And uh, like, these were just like normal situations. There was a time, this is crazy. And this wasn't anything to do with my family, but there was somebody that was dealing some significant drugs out of his house across the street. He came and visited my house and the police tracked him there. And w- there was like a SWAT team on our front yard. That's like not a thing that a four-year-old normally deals with. <laughs> I remember, I remember that vividly. Crazy. I was just sharing this experience. I remember vividly saying goodbye. His name was Dennis, and it's uh, a very kind man. But I remember him walking. A, across our living room out the front door and I ran to the window because I would open up the curtains and wave goodbye to everybody leaving and I remember opening up the curtains waiting for him to walk out the front door and everybody like this whole SWAT team had like rifles trained on my face like from they were hiding behind cars and stuff (laughs) like that and I'm like this four-year-old kid and they were waving the, the rifles down saying hey don't shoot this kid I was just a young kid and the guy walks out the door and they arrest him. My point is, is like, these are just weird, unusual things for a child to experience. And I remember that uh, growing up, seeing some of these things and having the observational ability to say, but I I don't want that. I don't want to be there. I don't want my marriage to end in divorce. I, there was, uh, anyway, statistically, I know <laughs> that the divorce rates are high, higher than they ever should be. But uh, I noticed that that none, no, nobody in my family that I knew was still married to their first spouse because of mm-hmm. marriage struggles. And I realized this isn't how it's supposed to be. And I know all of my loving family would, would say the same thing. Anyway, so I decided, you know what? I want to do things different. I want to I break the cycle. I want to be a little bit different. So that's why I say choice. Sorry, I'm just blabbering on, but I, I, I decided, <laughs> I decided, and I don't even exactly know, there wasn't a point in time. I don't think there was a big turning point that I said I wanted to be different. There was a few turning points that I said I wanted to be different. Um, Anyway, so that's kind of, that's what I wanted to talk about tonight is the choice to say, you know what? I can see where I'm at. And we've talked about this in a previous episode. I can see my circumstances and I can see what's happening around me. And then I can see where I want to eventually be. And the stuff I'm doing right now isn't getting me there. So I've got to change. I've got to make a choice.
1: That's awesome blessed with perspective then. Yeah. I think that's the best way to
0: describe it. Blessed with perspective. That's,
1: that's a, that's a really special gift because a lot of us only see what's dangling right in front of us, you know, and being able to have a vision beyond today or beyond this week is something that's really hard to do.
0: And isn't that the biggest obstacle that we get blinded by the immediate things? Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, heck, I want to look good. I want to be skinny, but
1: that ice cream is really good, right? Mm-hmm. Taco Bell. I mean, let me tell you.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. I want energy, but I
0: also want to watch all of these episodes tonight, right?
1: Yes. i yeah. got my socks that say, my my head says gym and my heart says tacos, right? And that's that is, <laughs> that's a pair of socks that I wear quite frequently and matches my own personal feelings quite often.
0: I'm glad you say that because I'm wearing my cheeseburger socks tonight after this <laughs> interview. Just thinking about it. Oh my gosh.
1: I wish I you could see that, that right there. I wish you could have just seen that. Cheeseburger socks. I'm telling you, he put his foot up. I saw them. And they that they are real. So beautiful.
0: Yeah. Now now it's it's interesting because the cause it really is. We get blinded by the immediate things in life. And and obviously there's varying degrees of choices. Some of them are small things like like uh you know okay today i want to i want to go to bed earlier so i can wake up earlier you know really bed earlier to rise principles uh and but after a long stretch of time those principles compound those choices that we make compound yeah. and so so sometimes we think small choices don't make the big difference but really you know a uh, uh, a very uh, uh, a helm of a ship a small wheel turns a, a very large ship. Yeah. And so, so it's like those really small choices that, that really make the big difference. And so I was going to share some of the things there's, uh, there's a, there's uh, a, this is, this is a quote that's like almost always exclusively attributed to Abraham Lincoln from like, <laughs> a, and I tracked the source on it. Cause I'm like, I don't know if that was Abe, cause it doesn't sound like him, but it's good. But he said, he said this, he said, folks are usually about as happy as they make up their mind to be. And I think it's a tribute to Abraham Lincoln from the movie Pollyanna. That's like the first time I think that they, <laughs> you see that published. But my point is, is that, uh, just this idea that when we talk about being the bright side, uh, I, I do get complimented and I appreciate your compliment, but I do get complimented by people they are like, why are you so happy? And honestly, just like most people, there are hard, hard things going on in my life, just like anybody else's, um, but I, we've got to make a conscious choice to say, you know what, that, that we're as happy as we make up our mind to be. And it's not like, you know, okay. You know, somebody I love went to jail, right? Like that guy that was the neighbor or, you know, somebody I I care about is doing this, or I've like, I remember I failed math like so many times, even in college, like, I was, I was so bad at this, you know, and it's super (laughs) discouraging. Right. But I, but it, and, but I can't just say, I'm just going to be happy regardless. Like the choice to be happy isn't, isn't a, I will just be happy about it. It's, I will do things. I will make choices and I will do actions that will make me happier and brighter. Does that make sense? It doesn't. I'm trying make sense. to. F- I'm trying to figure out a way to illustrate this. Have you thought of something that might? Uh, I'm just. What is a good? I have way lots to of questions. Want, go ahead. I'm ready. I'm ready questions? for it. No, please go uh, ahead.
1: Just like starting off, I just have several questions. So one of those questions you talked about, and I want to point this out because it's not going against what you're saying, and I, but I just want to make sure we address this: is there is to that extent that limit of what is your mind doing, right? Of When someone has a mental illness or when someone has anxiety or depression, um, some of those things that aren't just like, I can think my way out of this and it's going to be fine. Um, What do you say in those circumstances of like helping someone who recognizes that it's not exactly, they can tell themselves whatever they want, but maybe that's not what's
0: going to happen per se. Yeah, that's a really great question. Um, how do I describe this best? Because those are those are very very real things, and I and I remember going through some similar feelings when I was younger as well. And it's not like I, you could just break a cycle and just completely get out of it. But life can be better I, when it comes to. So you are, you are limited in your ability to make changes in life. Like that might come. I mean, if I'm a terrible motivational speaker, if I tell you that, right? Like you can change the world. It's like, yeah, but what if the world doesn't want to change? Right. You can't just force it to change. So you are limited in your ability to make changes. You can only make changes within your your realm of possibility, right? I can only change the things that I have control over. You know, I've got a wonderful spouse, but if I were struggling in my marriage, I could only be a better spouse. I cannot make my wife a better spouse. And so, but, but going back, let's, let's just talk about maybe even use divorce as the illustration. I might also have to make, uh, choices different when I choose a spouse. I might also have to make dating choices differently. I might also have to change my standards of the people I want to spend time with, right? We, if we follow that back far enough. So I do have control over some things and I have to take responsibility over those things. Now, that being said, there are so many variables in life. I can't make decisions for my spouse. I can't make decisions for a teacher that fails me. And I say fails me. I was the one that failed, right? <laughs> yes, it's uh, their fault. Yeah, I can't believe a teacher would do. I say that I'm a teacher now. <laughs> I can't believe I'm using that phrase. The teacher failed me, right? But but I have to take on the perspective of the, I I do have certain control over certain things when it comes to um, uh, depression, anxiety, and I am no expert on those. I can't I can't just work my way out of those. My brother gave a really great example. He was in a, a group therapy session and he was telling me this story about there was a guy and the way that he self-medicated some of his problems um, was was exercise. And for some people, that is a very, very helpful way. By the way, one of the healthiest ways statistically to make changes when it comes to anxiety and depression, truthfully is, um, diet and exercise. It really is. Um, but that's the only bit that you have control over. And so the joke, the joke went around the room because his, his solution to everything was, have you gone to the gym? And so (laughs) this guy was dealing with depression and in the group. And he says, I'm dealing with depression. And the guy goes, have you gone to the gym? And, uh, and everybody in the group started joking with the guy. They're like, is that really your solution to everything? You know, it's like that phrase to a hammer, everything looks like a nail. And this guy's a gym rat and he self-claimed gym rat, but he just says, he's like, have you gone to the gym? And they're like, that's like turning to somebody and saying, have you tried not being depressed? Like, have you just (laughs) decided to flip that switch, right? You can't, that's not how that works. That's not how it operates. It's a a constant battle, right? And so when I say this, I don't you you can't just decide your way out of some of those emotional struggles, but you can say I have this circumstance. What can I do with it? I yeah. have con- I don't have control over my depression, but I can eat different. I can exercise. I can buy this food instead of that food, or instead of taking the elevator, I can take the stairs. Instead of parking by the front of the store, I can park across the parking lot. You know what I mean? Like you do have a certain level of control. And so when somebody does struggle with those things, in no way would I ever diminish very real struggles. But I do want to say that when I dealt with those and felt that pain, I realized, you know, I can continue the cycle my family goes through and self-medicate with alcohol or other things. Or I can say, there's got to be a better way. And I'm going to at least try and i guess so i hopefully that that answers the question love that no i i love what you said that
1: you know you can only change the things that are within your control and having some experience with family members who have depression or anxiety right sometimes that control is i know that there's medication available through a doctor that can make some some support and some help for me right I can do some research and find some of the things and try things out. Maybe it's just trying something. Maybe the only motivation I have is to try something new or something different that I haven't tried before because maybe it is exercise for me or maybe it is finding the right medication that works and and being willing to make those efforts is, is definitely a part of that. So what can I control? What can I do? And then having the peace to understand that I can't control everything mm-hmm. and find the good in the circumstance when I can't control it.
0: You know, there's a prayer called the Serenity Prayer in Me. It's the Alcoholics Anonymous Prayer. They say at the end of most of their meetings, if not all of them, at least the ones that I've been to. And uh, this is, I love the wording they use. They said, God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. I think there's so much wisdom in that, right? Help me accept the circumstances I'm in and the things that I can change help me have, you know, the ability to change that, but give me the wisdom to know, okay, I can't, I can't change the circumstance, but I can change what I do in the circumstance.
1: Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I'm glad you remembered that. I kind of had something somewhere in my mind about that, but I could definitely not quote it like you did. That was well, great. it's
0: just it's just <laughs> repeated in those meetings and when uh-huh. I get to, when I get to go as a family member to join family members with that. It's just that's good. That's good, good, solid counsel. That's great.
1: All right, ready for another another question for you on this? Yeah, hopefully
0: I can be more short winded. <laughs> you're doing Sorry. great,
1: Kent. No, you're doing great. <laughs> Never so, interview a teacher. <laughs> We're always interview teachers. We're all teachers in some way, right, Kent? Yeah,
0: yeah, that's true. <laughs> all
1: right, so here's my next my next question. This has been this is just going to me personally, and and one of my challenges in life is I have times when I'm ready to see beyond where I'm at and say this is what I want, and then the next day I can't see that anymore. Right? I have the day when I'm like, man, I want to drop down 20 pounds, and I want to be you know, muscular ripped man and I know that I need to stop eating all this junk food and all this ice cream and, and stuff that I shouldn't eat. But the next day, you know, I'm at work and I'm stressed and what makes <laughs> myself medication, right? Going to Taco Bell and grabbing some lunch. And obviously it's a small choice. That in and of itself does not completely change the course of my life. But I've now lost sight of the thing that I just The day before or just the week before I'd said, I'm ready to work on this. I see what I really want and I want to make choices differently. What happens when you go from that moment of clarity right, to now you're back in the middle of it and trying to see beyond where you're at?
0: I think there's two major things that one can do. This is, again, one of those actions that I can make this choice. At least I can do this. Because, I, yeah, you know, have you ever gone to bed and you had these great plans and ambitions and you wake up, like you just said, the next morning and you're like, I really don't want to do all that. That's hard, yep. right? Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Two things. Uh, and this is like a, th- sorry if my answers are trite because I don't, again, I don't claim all wisdom, but I do know this, that one, if you record those impressions and thoughts, if you write them down um, and actually record them, like it, it doesn't even have to be a goal. Like these are my actions. If you record the vision of this is where I want to be, um, then you can at least work on it. You can do something with that action instead of make it a passing thought or something that, that, that moves beyond you, right? There's so many people that they get to the end of their life and they're like, man, I've always wanted to learn to play the violin, but I never did. Those people typically did not write it down. Like yeah. statistically, you look at what they've done and they haven't done even the action of writing the impression. So focus is the word that I would use to describe that if you have enough focus to write it down. And when I say focus, I mean, don't write down all of your visions at the same time. Who was it? And I, I'm probably butchering this story because I haven't even read the story myself. Whatsoever. Warren Warren Buffett. Is Warren Buffett the rich guy or a singer? Uh, he's He's definitely the rich guy. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Jimmy Buffett's the singer, right? Yes, you got it. Both of them are wealthy. (laughs) My point is, is that there's a story, and I don't even know if it's true. There's a story where he sits, uh, he's on his private plane with a pilot and talks with the pilot, and he's having a discussion where the pilot wants to end up in life. You know, he's flying this plane, wonderful pilot. And then, uh, and I think the pilot asks him a question. I don't know how the conversation goes, but eventually what he does is he says to the pilot, he gives him this counsel. He says, write down the 25 things you want to do. And he says, and number them, like put them in order, top thing all the way down to number 25. And I can't remember it was 25 or 15, again, butchering the story. And then he says, he says, he says something to the effect of do everything you can to avoid the last 24, <laughs> like <laughs> focus, right? Like you can't, you, you can't spread yourself so thin. Yeah. I want to be fit, but guess what? There's 24 hours in a day. And I also want to be a good dad. You know, mm-hmm. I want to be super bright, but I can only read so many books. That has less to do with the amount of time in a day and more to do with my lack of focus. <laughs> um, um, but so focus is the big one you've got. You can't do all of it. You have to be good at one thing at a time and you assimilate that, right? OK, maybe I get better at exercising in the morning. I assimilate that practice and now I can start working on violin because I've got more energy now that I'm starting to exercise, right? I'm not passed out halfway yeah. through the day and needing a nap, right? So there's that. And then the second part, so after you focus and you know what it is you want to do, then the second thing is uh, what, what uh, the, oftentimes you'll hear in the book, the book that James Clear wrote, the one about, uh, what's it called? Atomic Habits. Mm-hmm. Uh, he uses the term aggregation of marginal gains. Once you know what it, what it is you want to do, Don't try to become, you know, a professional athlete overnight. Just try to become better at riding your bike the next day or, you know, doing sit-ups or getting to bed earlier, like small thing. And I listed three things, but you shouldn't even do that. You should be like, I want to (laughs) lose 20 pounds, right? And then say, one of the best weight loss techniques is not eating after whatever p.m. And that's like such an easy task, right? If I can do not eating after that, then I'm 1% better at losing weight. And then I can sleep better or then I can add the 1% thing. Those things start to assimilate into your lifestyle. You know, what like, I like fad diets, for example, we're just talking weight, um, fad diets come and go because it's a massive lifestyle change that happens so suddenly when you could just make a small change to your lifestyle that lasts forever. And then all of a sudden you have a lifestyle change, not a sudden f- quick flash in the pan diet. And so if you know what it is you want, you record that and then you write down and and follow through with just a small action that gets you in the right direction. And you can make small actions for the rest of your life until you're a thousand percent better. At it, so that's that's what I think when it comes to change and making those changes in life.
1: I love that, yeah, my wife and I've actually been talking about something like this in the past of like I want to accomplish this thing, and um, so what I do is I make a goal that for the next month, I'm not gonna do this anymore, right. Do it for a month and then you finish and you're like, oh, okay, I did that. That was great. I'm done with it. And you're just right back to where you were. Yeah. yeah. Right. It it kills the momentum of like, this is, you're not saying this is me. You're saying this is a challenge for a little while. This is a a goal I have for this moment. Um, And that's, I think, one of my, again, one of my challenges is when I do set those goals, I set them to almost be extreme for a short time to prove I can do it, but not to, become that person.
0: Right. Right. And if I, if I just make small changes, then I'm literally becoming, I'm changing small things about who I am. Right. I, it's, Mm -hmm. I mean, that works with, you know, something as simple as language learning. It could be decluttering your home. Like if you're, if you're like, man, my house is a pigsty and you're like, this is so overwhelming. I look at, there's so many times where I get paralysis over large tasks you know what I mean? I you you probably oh, know what I'm talking about. When you're like in college me. and they're like you have to write a billion page paper and you're like I don't even know how to count to a billion. Remember I failed math. But then <laughs> but then you say but I can write the introduction and I could work on that for 4 hours if I need to. And you write an introduction, you're going to get a lot further. Amen. But you if you did the 1% change, then naturally other changes can more easily happen. You open the gate and everything else becomes so much easier, but it really is. It's, you have to make a a conscious choice. It doesn't, not a big choice. I, I, I advocate for the smallest choices possible. Um, because, (laughs) because if I, if I make a large goal and I don't achieve it, then I don't want to do any of the rest of it. But if I, I don't know, I'm just trying to think of a lofty goal. For example, I got a master's degree and that's not to brag because I'm not a smart person. So any, by the way, just putting a plug in. Anyone can get a master's degree if I got a master's <laughs> degree. That's what I'm trying to say. My point is is I I was scared to death of going back to school. I couldn't do it. I just couldn't bring myself to it. But I could go on the website of where I wanted to attend and I could download the application. And by the time I got that done, I'm like, you know, I know how to fill out my contact information. I know my address. <laughs> and then by the time yeah. I did that, then I was like, I know how to get my transcript. And then I knew how to apply. And by that time, they accepted me. And then I'm like, I'm going to read this paper because it's going to show me how to get through classes. And it, it really is. The small, Like my goals have to be small because if I say get a master's degree, I, I stood there for years doing nothing with that impression because I didn't do a small thing. That And oh. it was helpful to have a wife to say, hey, you should probably get on that now
1: that's like the best help ever accountability
0: partner right oh my gosh hey, Especially cute ones, right cute <laughs> ones are the better ones right yeah if you got an ugly roommate that's your accountability partner you're gonna go nowhere in life i'm just gonna <laughs> say it right here you're stuck like, he's not motivating unless the motivation is to move out of the apartment so you don't have to live with him oh, oh man sorry that's terrible you look Much around you, you
1: you're probably the ugly roommate right
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i never felt that and
1: now i just realized wait a second maybe I, that was me oh man i definitely had those people that felt like they were the reason that you know, other people were leaving the area, you know, because like go on a date with them. They're like, oh, I'm moving, by the way, you know, <laughs> they, oh, they well, skip town
0: after a date with you. Yeah, I'm glad to know that night. date
1: went that well. That's great. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. All right. So I, I want to ask this then, and, and you may not have an answer to this and that's totally fine. But as I think about this, someone listening to this is probably going to be in a situation where maybe they're really in a place they don't want to be. Right. Not just... I want to get better, but I'm in a place I don't want to be right now. Um, right. Or maybe they see where their future's leading. Like when you were, you know, back growing up, and you saw where if you followed the course of life of the rest of your family, you knew exactly where you were going to go. Mm-hmm. What What are some examples of little choices, or with that perspective that you had, some efforts that you made to start to move away from that? Uh, not just to improve, but to get out of a
0: bad situation? Yeah, that's a really good question. Again, the perspective thing is a huge deal, right? You have to recognize what those choices will end up being. Um, So when, for example, one of the things that I like to do in my free time is like watch a movie, right? And that's not necessarily a bad thing, but I, I feel like I need to be reading more. And so the change I need, I I need to look at this and say, okay, what does a TV watcher become in five years? And what does a book reader become in five years? And then I have to say to myself, do I want to be that person in five years? Which one do I want to be? You know, you got to look at the end of the row, you know, who is it? The the one that says, you know, start the journey with the end in mind, right? It's kind of nice. We have GPS, like just imagine before we had, you know, you could pin a point on your phone, uh, just imagine you could only see in the street in front of you. And that's where you're at right now. When you're like, I don't like where I'm at. And you look at a street and you're like, I don't even know which direction to turn. I don't know how to get to that point. I've never been there before. But if you can back up and h- raise your perspective in a higher ground and look down as if you're looking at a GPS on your phone and saying, I don't want to be a TV watcher in five years, that's not going to actually accomplish anything. I'm not going to be the person I want to be as. I am so good at watching more television, right? <laughs> like but if I'm if I'm the kind of person that people walk in my office and they're like, "Hey, I want to learn how to do this," and I can say, "This is the book you want," or "This is the resource," or "Here's the information." Like I want to be that guy, right? And so I have to p- pinpoint that point and say, okay, now all I have to do is figure out what are the roads that lead me there. And so you have to make those small choices. And uh, I, I think that's the biggest thing is perspective. And then, I, I, uh, man, now I'm, I'm blanking on this, but I, I think that's like one of the hardest challenges is, is perspective when, when you have to make those choices. And I think the next hardest thing is, uh, is first step. First step is always the I mean you know I don't know like the best time to start to learn to do something is yesterday right the best time to uh-huh. plant an apple tree is now you know or yesterday because you want the you want the shade from a tree right now but but you'll be thanking yourself that you know 10 years ago you 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 know didn't pass up on that impression and then you started planting apple trees and now you got apples I don't know if that yeah. makes sense
1: Oh definitely it does I always heard the best time to start doing something was yesterday, but the second best time is today.
0: Right. 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 So. And so a journey of a thousand steps starts with journey of a thousand miles starts with a single step. That's the better way to say yep. it. I'm sure that's somebody <laughs> that said that great. they were so wise. They were good. So wise. So important. they were so good. Yeah.
1: No, I, I do love that. And I, I like thinking of it as a car because I have sat in a car trying to figure out where I'm supposed to be going and i'm not getting anywhere because i'm still sitting there in the
0: car right and yeah. there's there's an author uh that i that i really love and this is how he put it one time he says think about yourself for a second this is an introspective question and if you're dealing with anxiety or depression don't think of this question just ignore me for the next few like moments but <laughs> but if you're like being an amb- you're in one of those ambitious situations. You're like, I want to change. I'm ready to do this. This is how he put it. He says, imagine you're reading a book about your life. Like imagine you're reading a book and you're the main character of that book. And he says, as you're reading that book, would you be excited to see where this person's about to go? Would you be turning the pages? Like, Oh my gosh, this guy's got potential. He's going to do amazing things. Or would you just hope that a bus comes along and runs him over so you could end the book and not have to read it anymore? (laughs) And that was like, I remember reading that quote, sitting on my couch, scrolling through social media. And I was like, ouch, that hurts because I spend so much time on this social media platform and That's not going to get me to where I want to be. No person is going to read my story and then be like, and he sat on the couch again, scrolling through his phone for hours, right? (laughs) Nobody's going to be enthusiastic about where that guy's going to go. Why am I enthusiastic about doing it now? And I understand there needs to be time to unstring the bow and have casual time and relax hours though. You got to ask yourself, do I, am I becoming the person that I'm, I, I want to be? Am I, Am I doing the things that are going to get me to where I want to go? And then say, all right, I want to be different. I want to, I want to change.
1: I love that. So you're, you got to get the perspective. If you don't have the perspective, if you can't find the perspective yourself, find someone that has the results you want, or they can help provide some perspective. Then you got to focus and write down what that is that you're wanting. Right. And then you got to break it into something that you can do now. Right. something small, something simple that you can do today to get you one step closer to that bigger focus that you're looking on.
0: Right, right. And I, I guarantee you're happier even on step one. Yeah, even it's hard, but you're happier that you did it. Like momentum starts on day one. It doesn't start later on. Like it's so, it's in, it's so fun to be on the journey. Then you start to realize actually the arrival isn't as sweet as the experience itself of change. Like the arrival, like when people are like, Hey, you're really good at this. You're like, thank you. But then you realize, man, the experience of learning, it was so cool. It might not feel like it at the time, but it, but it really is. It really is.
1: I love that. Well, can't you, I think you've given some great information and in thinking about the choices that, that we're making in our lives of, you know how do we get there why those choices are important and maybe how to how to make better choices today because of you know a new perspective a new insight and part of becoming bright in the world becoming part of the bright side is recognizing what the rest of the world is doing and finding a way to make it better right 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 and it's got to be probably something different than the rest of the world right now because unfortunately most of the world is going in a direction
0: that I don't want to (laughs) go. Right. Right. Like if I look at the world and I'm like, man, I wish it got ran over by a bus. Uh, (laughs) You know what I mean? There's, there's so many struggling things and you're like, we can do something about that. We, we have within our power to make changes and we just have to say, I'm going to do the small thing that's going to go in the right direction. And it'll, it'll, it, it not only will build momentum for you, but it builds momentum for the people around you that rely, count on, and see what you do. It's so cool. Then you literally are adding some light and empowering other people to have light as well to make change. Yeah, uh,
1: and uh, I mean, as we as we talked about this podcast and knowing that you can't you can't change the world because the world changes through a bunch of people making personal changes, but knowing that you can influence. To make a better good and a and a better tomorrow. I mean, we're out, we're looking for an army of people who want to make a better world, who want a brighter side to the life and who want to share that and be that. And I, I think tonight give us some great examples of what you can do to, to be better and to share better and to do better. And I I love these thoughts you share with us today, Kent. Do you have any maybe a final thought or two for us that you want to share or drive at home here at the end?
0: Yeah, the I I'm not uh an ultimate resource on anything. I'm no thought leader or anything like that. There's a few resources I'd recommend. Um uh there's David A. Bednar, a religious leader and also a business management professor that uh gives an address about acting being able to choose and not being acted upon. He teaches a lot of good things about how to make your own choices. There's a wonderful book, an old, old book, um, by James Allen called "As a Man Thinketh," and it teaches about our thoughts and our choices and how we act. And um, the other one is I referenced it earlier, "The Atomic Habits," and there's some choices. Those are both are all three good reads that will that you can start to say, "Okay, I gotta I, I gotta change my perspective about choices." and then start making choices to move. And then you can, those are just resources that, are, that I use.
1: I love that. Those are some great resources and I will be looking into those myself because I can always use better information to help me make better choices in my life because as good as Taco Bell
0: is, uh, I, I could do something better. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> can't we People all? People are gonna think that's People. all I do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and we're all working on it. Nobody's—I mean, I've disclosed probably way too much about my own personal life, but—but <laughs> I'm—I'm I'm trying, right? Yeah. Uh, no, I really appreciate you, Kent, and glad to have you as a
1: co-host. And I'm really glad I got to get some more experience from your life today. And I—I I do just want to say one more time, man, you are a bright side in life. And I really appreciate your your example and your willingness to share some of your
0: experience with us today. Well, ever since ever since I met you, I told my wife I was like, I want to grow up and be like Adam. So <laughs> I'm just you're just seeing a mirror of me trying to be as cool as you. <laughs> uh,
1: well, thanks so much, Kent. And hey, thanks everyone for listening. I hope you got some great information, just like I did. Some awesome example uh, for you to help you maybe make some of those better choices. If you have other stuff you want to hear from this podcast, if you want to hear some some different areas or some things you'd like to see, please reach out to us on our Instagram. We are Be The Bright Side Podcast. and We'd love to hear from you, and we want to make content that is uplifting and inspiring for you. So please reach out, connect with us. We want to hear from you. As always, just thanks for joining us.
0: Thank you for listening to our podcast, and and my random bits of rambling, rambling because uh, we're all here for Adam. That's what we're here for, right? <laughs> You're wonderful, Adam. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks, everyone.